calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Hello from rainy day here, girl. I'm trying to, sorry, I was just trying, I was just, trying to think just of... totally ignoring you. So, sorry, <laughs> yeah. what did you say? It's like, so sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> no, I was thinking of... Call me maybe. I thought hello was in that song, but it's not. It's hey. Hey, I just just met met you. you. (laughs) Not hello at all. So sorry. No. no. Hello, it's me. That's a dog. I've been wondering. Then there's also, isn't there like a hello song? Like the police do like a hello. Oh no, isn't it? It's ELO. Um, telephone wire. Oh, or like um, hello, the Beatles. It's me, ew. Oh, fuck. You said that out loud. Oh, dear. (gasps) I don't like the Beatles. Uh Uh-oh. Are they coming for me? Are you guys coming for me? I think so. I think so. I have one song by the Beatles that I think is an actual jam that every time it comes on, I'm like, yes, I forget that it's the Beatles. And that is, do you want to guess? Um, Yellow Submarine. (sighs) No. Sergeant Pepper. (laughs) No. Okay. Let's Come together. It. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good, yeah. That's a good jam. It's it. a bop. It's yeah, a banger, it's a as they would say. A banger. A banger. Is it? Is it deceased? Is it dis deceased? It makes me <laughs> deceased. <laughs> Got you. Got you. That's funny. <laughs> So what's new? What are you doing? What are you watching? I've got a new show that I'm watching, but enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me and my hate for the Beatles. <laughs> what are you watching? What are you doing? What are you okay? Reading? So I put everything on the back burner this week. Sorry, so there's no book updates. But that is fine. Who cares? I binged in my way because you know I'm slow at everything. Um, no. Queer Eye season seven or eight or whatever is what there a new season? Yes. Um, yes. Um, yes. 
I know what Caitlin's doing today. <laughs> I might just have to. Well, that's exciting. That's awesome. What are you reading, though? Like, are you still reading what you were reading last week? Which is yes, exactly. Which is the Child Finder, and I have some questions mm. for you. I'm so slow, everybody. Yes. I know it is. I've got a busy life. Give me a break. You're not slow. This is our podcast, not theirs. Exactly. Not yours. Not yours. Go If you want progress on things, go somewhere else or listen to Caitlin and what she's going to tell you right now. No, no, no <laughs> definitely not. But I am going to tell you some shit because I yes. finished a book. I finished reading Last Girl Ghosted. Oh, it was so fucking long and like not worth it the ending so don't read it um straight up and then and then I was so discouraged about that book like I I wasn't ready to go to bed so I wanted to start another book last night that I was just like fuck you and fuck these thrillers I'm gonna read a self-help book so now I'm reading set boundaries find peace a guide to reclaiming yourself (laughs) hell yes You haven't had a good self-help in a while, I don't think, I, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I needed to just, like, slip one in there. Real yeah. good. And I love it. You need a palate cleanser. Palate yes, cleanser. I, need, I do need a palate cleanser. You're right. You're totally right. Um. Yeah, so that's good. That's what I'm reading. However, Marty and I started watching a show last night that was recommended However, to comma. me. However, comma. That was recommended to me by my boss, not the one that I read books with, actually, the other one. And it is called Ted Lasso. And it is on Apple TV. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no, what? I love how you're like saying it like nobody's ever heard of it. It's like a big phenomenon. Yeah, it's a big deal right now. How you have you watched it though? I've never watched it, but that would be why we got an Apple TV alert last night on our phones. Oh, did you both get one? <laughs> Yeah, we were like, we're what? Family. We don't have Apple TV. Yeah, do now for the next three months. Free, Hell bitches. Yeah. We can watch Ted Lasso all we want. You 100% need to. Like, Marty, last night, I was, like, watching the show. I was super stoned. And Believe. then I put my phone away. That's when I know. When I put my phone away, that's when I know. This is a good show. So then we're watching. And I'm like, I just want to keep watching this show. But there's, like, three seasons. Because I thought it was just, like, one season. This is new to me. So I'm approaching it like it's new to everybody okay and uh and then I was like I just want to keep watching this show can can I watch it tomorrow and he was like yeah I'm like but can I watch it without you tomorrow like is this our new show or can I watch it he's like no you gotta wait for me I'm like so it's our new show our new show (laughs) believe Um, isn't that one of the things yeah, believe. he's got a sign. Like, believe. You gotta touch it. There is also um the main the one of the main characters, his name is Jamie Tart, and he's a football, aka soccer player. Mm-hmm. But the chant that they have for him, do you know about that? Mm-mm. Jamie Tart do 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 Jamie <laughs> Tart do do That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. I died. I- not actually ever watched the show i've just seen it in like pop culture i think okay so download apple tv on your tv and fucking get in there also on apple tv is um then she was gone which we read oh yes cool you could check that one out too there's um apple fitness plus workouts that are like um ted lasso themed stop it right now yeah 
There are. What? Yeah, they have the jerseys on, like the blue and red jersey. Oh my god, that's funny. I feel <laughs> like I've been living under a rock, apparently. I think you, you might have. Watch it. You need to watch okay, it. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Right. I'll watch it. What else? Anything? Else? Anything? Oh, yes. well, we do have. Oh, we do have two new babes. Tell me. Before we get into our correction corner, <laughs> I wonder how many people are like yelling, yelling at us, being like, "You guys are dumb." Nobody said anything to us, which is the Rude. craziest part. Because I'm like, do you guys Rude. all just want us to be dumb? Like, come on, red, red. That's loose butthole. Like, ignorant about it, though, but it is what it is. Loose butthole. Okay, we've Hello. got two new babes. Maddie and Darlene. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the club. Okay. <laughs> Hope you know how to say repatriation, because we do now. <laughs> Turns out. We turns out, turns out that I I'm gonna own this one. It was my fault because Chantal was struggling with the word, and I was obviously struggling with the word. And I looked it up, and I looked up the wrong word. And so we have been saying reparation instead of repatriation. And that I'm my apologies. We will do better because now we know better, and so now we'll use the right word. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to goodbye. Talk. Thank you. Goodbye. That's the end. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Um, and so that's the end of uh, week three. Congrats. Goodbye. <laughs> see you. Okay. See you later. Um, bye. Just kidding because so much happened this week. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's start talking about it. All right. So this is Warrior Girl Unearthed week three and we are reading reading chapter 17 to 29 which i literally double checked like seven times so i literally double checked three times this morning alone because i'm like <laughs> i can't fuck this up <laughs> one more time oh my one god more honestly time. for the people on the back honestly for crying out loud <laughs> so perry is chatting with team tribal council asking why lockhart wants to be at max state and not like at one of their buildings um and ellen and flynn who are the other tribal council interns tell her that the chief is developing a proposal to make it a tribal college he tells her that if they do this they could recruit this gives me the heebie-jeebies now Mm because we know he tells her that if they do they could recruit indigenous players from the u.s and canada for both the men's and women's hockey team he asked perry if she plays tells her that she doesn't really seem like a quote team player he's just like being a dick like Mm. being the worst Mm. and i love this so much because perry looks at him and says dude i bond when i'm valued and walks away yes 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 love perry love this you know and the thing that i love about this too is that like if angeline is writing these characters she must like be a little bit like this you know yeah you get that vibe yes. from her, which is yes. like i love an empowered woman i love that fuck you flynn like worst wow that was dramatic get okay. out of here flynn so perry changes into her ribbon ribbon skirt and eric tells her she looks beautiful which is very sweet um she's approached by the chief who is with grant 
she pardons herself right out of there and goes out to hang with Dr. Fenton and Dr. Leerwa because she would much rather be with them than with fucking Grant. That's saying something. (laughs) That is saying something. So the event is beginning and everyone takes their seats. Lockhart enters and Perry keeps her eyes on Claire, who is keeping her eyes on Lockhart. So she's like, what is this weird dynamic that is going on with these two people? Perry watches Pauline approach Chief and by proxy, Grant, and she's like, oh, hell no. And she takes her sister away. She ends up telling her what Grant did to Auntie Donis, and Pauline's like, oh, my God, like, yikes. So the event actually starts now, only for it to be disrupted by a disheveled man who ends up breaking a glass and is kind of like everybody's looking over at him, like, who dat? Um, Donis enters behind him and calms him and leads him away, and she's not paying attention to anything else but this man. And I feel like this just speaks to Donis's character so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm so mm-hmm. happy to see Donis again. Me it's too. Nice, right? Mm-hmm. it's just the so, perfect amount of I know. Donis I love the influence I was thinking about that last night oh anyways Ugh. it's so good because I because I remember when we talked with Angela and I felt like she was kind of like alluding that Donis isn't really in it but she's got a pretty mm-hmm. fairly mm-hmm. substantial role or maybe it's just because I'm so excited to see her every time she shows up that I'm true, like true 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 Donis <laughs> Okay, so Perry rushes out into the hallway where the man is saying to Donis, he took everything from me. Donis calls him a taxi. We find out that she obviously cares about this man, and he leaves. Perry tells Donis about how Grant asked Pauline if she played hockey, and this pisses Donis off because she knows Grant is a fucking predator for women's hockey players. Her whole situation so she's like this is not cool lockhart begins his presentation and thanks grant quote for inspiring tonight's announcement which i put an angry face because i was like this guy's like trash like what is even the deal here um which we then find out that lockhart is donating all of his collection to mackinac state college not the plan not Not the plan the plan so perry is pissed and starts speaking with outrage in ojibwe moen um cooper is telling her to behave he's like essentially like they might not know what you're saying but they know that it's not good because Mm -hmm. you're obviously very angry Mm -hmm. um lockhart and grant leave so perry follows donis is yelling at grant Perry interrupts them. Lockhart says, I waited 10 years for this. Grant says, just to spite me? And for what? A woman? And Lockhart says, I loved her. And I say, what the fuck? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. what's WTF, going on there? Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And when Donis is yelling at Grant, she tells him that she will end him. So just a little threat in there. Just a little tiny Oops. one, though. Yeah. Might need that for later, but ndt so perry ends up following lockout lockhart outside to ask him why he changed his mind and that the college will delay them for decades she's essentially like explaining the process like oh maybe he doesn't understand and i can just like tell him how it is and we can get our like ancestors back right he says his decision is final and he pieces out fuck you lockhart fuck you perry goes back inside and finds herself crying in the meeting room 
um, and the ro- sorry, the meeting room that Grant and Lockhart argued in. She's blowing her nose in her sweater, which gross, don't recommend, at least find a tissue, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. When she trips on something and falls to the floor, only to be face to face with Grant's bald head and blood coming from underneath him. <laughs> I wrote, oopsie daisies. Oops. <laughs> oops, didn't see that dead body there. Tripped and fell. <laughs> oops, oops. Um, I'm pretty stoked about Grant being dead. He had to I know. like a garbage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Angeline. I think I, I think I texted you and was like, goodbye, Grant. Edwards. Goodbye. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I knew about this last week because I accidentally read yes. two chapters ahead. So. You did. <laughs> oh, but yes, I saw that Summer had posted like, why is this guy like back essentially mm-hmm. when, when she saw Grant's name on? I'm like, you know what? This is why because he had to go. And I like that yeah. for us. I loved that Angeline <laughs> killed him off. Goodbye. Yes, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, so Flynn enters and starts the whole dang, dang thing. Everyone rushes in because he's like, OMG. Um, Webb picks Perry up and Cooper calls her dad on her phone. Perry is relieved that Grant is dead. And I wrote, me too. <laughs> same. same girl, same. So she's at the police station now and she hasn't said a word. She kind of feels like she can relate to how Stormy was when he was arrested. Um, Donis is heading back to get her because remember her parents are away for the weekend because they went to learn the new ceremony for reburial of ancestors. So Auntie Donis is in charge and shit hit the fan. She enters the room like she's been crying, but Perry wants her to be happy because Grant is dead. She's kind of like, why aren't you like, you know, a little bit relieved? Um, Donis hugs Perry and says to her, quote, don't tell them anything. Eep. Sus. Right. So what do you think? Well, at that point, I was like, Donis, no. No. You, we were talking about it because you were like, yeah, yes. I think she did it. I, no, I don't think Donna no. did it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't, I can't, I can't see her character doing that. I just feel like mm-hmm. she's like too good of a person. True. In her core, she is. Yeah. Yes. But then as they're like saying like what happened in the car after you're like, oh yeah, she definitely did it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't blame her if she did, but like, I just don't yeah. think that Donna's could do it. Mm-mm. You know, especially somewhere so public, I just feel like she'd be way more calculated. I like think she would too. True, that is a good point. I feel like she would have like a whole like plan set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's a secret squirrel. True, exactly. So secret squirrels. Exactly, secret squirrels just know. know. Okay. So we start chapter 18 with a warrior girl dream. Um, warrior girl is with Perry when she trips over Grant Edwards. And then she pulls her knife from his stomach and walks away out of the door that leads to the service hallway that both Grant and Frank had used. Um she awakes with mom and pop embracing her um they're finally home and they <laughs> sorry um they're finally home and she has been told that she went quote full zombie 
as she is checking on her seeds, she tells Pauline that the detectives want to talk with her now that mom and dad are here. But Auntie Donis has told her not to say a word. And she was acting weird. Um, she was a mess driving home. She was puking on the side of the road, then laughing, then crying. It was a whole wide range of emotions. Um, and P.S. We have nine plants that have made it so far. Oh, which heck yes! yes. Um, she then admits to Pauline that she thinks that Donis might Auntie Donis might be involved, and she threatened him after asking after I told him about you playing him asking about hockey. Sorry, yikes! Though. And so then they say that they're going to try and find some evidence and they're worried that what if the evidence all points to auntie. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, yikes. All right. It's week six. So we're over halfway through the internship. I wrote down this quote from uh, Jose Ignacio Rivera. I'm trying it. I'm trying that out. But it's the quote is, this hit me too. It hit me like really hard. Do we have to be dead and dug up from the ground to be worthy of respect? Fuck. That's heavy. That's a heavy Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ellen is surprised when when Perry shows up to work on Monday as Flynn has taken a few days off. Seeing a dead body can probably do that too. I don't blame him. Yeah, I'm sure you get fucked up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, just a little fucked up. Um, Ellen asks what Perry is going to work on if they aren't getting the donation. And Perry says she needs to figure out how to help the inventory department so they can begin the repatriation process. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And get their stuff back. So Webb comes in and chats with Perry. She says she still wants to be working on this project and tells him about how she wants to tackle it. And he is very impressed with her. I love their relationship. I do. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perry goes over to the museum to chat with Cooper and he doesn't bring her to his office or say anything when she thanks him for his help on Friday. So she's feeling like a little... I guess shut out from him because she kind of thought they had a connection and now he's like very disconnected from her because he can't trust her. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, She asked him if she harmed the relationship with Dr. Fenton and Cooper says, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think this is straight up. Yeah, just a straight up. Yes. Like whatever. Apparently, Lirwa is still willing to work with them, but Perry has jeopardized future repatriation requests from Lockhart for the Lockhart collection and for Warrior Girl. And he doesn't think Perry should have any public-facing responsibilities, and this is all hurting Perry very much. She explains how the tribe wants her to act as a go-between from between them and Cooper, He stands, so Perry stands, and he says that he will accept her as the go-between on one condition, that you consider the means and not the ends. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So she's waiting outside for her mom, and Eric ends up offering to give her a ride home, and she accepts it. 
He asks if she wants to grab dinner, and she does. He says, I want to ask you something. But first, she makes him put his hair down. That re- This reminded me of you with Justin. You're like, oh, take your sh- hair out of your ponytail. Shoot. Oh, and he tosses his hair down? Shoot, girl. Hold me back. I feel like Eric is Justin for you. Like, Eric is oh Justin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Minus the criminal charges, but, like, you know. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah, Justin's not a hacker. No, no. That Although, I know of. He does have really, he does have really good um, morals, so I could see him doing that if he was pissed mm-hmm. about it. However, mm-hmm. he also wouldn't get in legal trouble. That's just not Justin's MO. Um, okay. So he asks if she wants to grab dinner. She does. She says she does. He she makes him take his hair down. He wants to try again with spending time together. Uh, and how does she respond? She leans over and she gives him a little smooch on his cheek. <laughs> Yay! Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, that's cute. We're at a tribal council workshop, which is met with protests for the number of ri- or rising number of missing and murdered Anishinaabe women. Um, there's been another report. This time, Raz William has been reported missing on Sunday, and she ends up being a distant cousin of Perry's and a niece to a council member. Um, Finn, Flynn is being a little bitch but also this is traumatic so (laughs) (laughs) so i feel bad at the same time but he confronts perry about how she was able to work come back to work so fast and admits to her that he can't stop dreaming about the moment that he had found perry and that she was smiling and that her smile just keeps getting bigger and bigger in his dream Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> yes, obviously she lies to him to cover the fact that um she was happy and glad that he, she found him dead. Um and that she couldn't hurt let like she is glad that she, he can't hurt Auntie Donis again. Mm-hmm. I think um, like Perry's whole vibe, you know that like um what's that quote um ask for forgiveness not permission that's like perry's whole vibe with like everything Mm -hmm. she does even like Mm -hmm. the whole like smiling thing like she didn't think further beyond oh fuck yeah like it's dead right she's like um hell yes thank you yeah um but though she sincerely tells flynn that he should ask her dad about the next men's sweat lodge because that's how she has been finding healing through this process um she is watching pauline during the workshop who seems to be at about defcon 3 and her anxiety is feeling like hives on perry right now so she's like getting ready for a presentation so she's anxious um the first women to present are the um united three fires against violent um and we have an overview of the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and two-spirit um so they've expanded the mmiw to include um girls and two-spirited people 
Um, there are laws being passed and important laws being passed that are leaving women, um, indigenous women and girls exposed. Um, and it's happening to this day. Um, like the loophole that Grant was using. Yes, exactly. And that's, yeah, exactly. Um, so then we find out why Pauline was so nervous is because her and Eric are to represent or present their findings, um, which is a heartbreaking list of names. Um, Webb then backs for two job positions to be opened for funding so that they can have like a task force essentially on this subject. Mm-hmm. um cooper it's then cooper's turn and he is obviously defeated by the lockhart bullshittery um but is trying to still get funding and trying to still repatriate their items um but of course because chief was embarrassed he fucking hates Lockhart now and his invoking his authority to table this matter for Evs. The yeah. chief is next level. I'm he's like, I'm embarrassed. No further thought on this. Nothing. Yep. I don't even want to hear his name. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's like Which, not a good leader, I don't think. No, exactly. Or like no, you need you to know mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. underage girls in your car, being weird towards them. Yeah, no, hate it for hate it for him. I just yeah. hate him. Yeah. Um. Now Perry remarks that they're their own roadblock in this whole situation. Um. So then, that means she's left wondering if she still has a job. Which <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um. Webb tells her that he's tried, he was trying to help, um, but obviously he can't. The chief is adamant that there's no more Lockhart anything, like don't utter his name in my presence, Mm. and that her last day day is tomorrow, but she will start a spot at the casino um, in shipping and receiving, which is Eric's old job. Um, she's pleading about the baskets and she's just like, I need to get this stuff back. I need, I need our items back. Like, um, Webb says that he's going to try and find a way for her. And we leave off then with a warrior girl dream and they're together in the garden. And soon the pumpkins will be in the flowering stage. And she explains, aka like pumpkin sex, essentially how that works. Um, oh my god, pumpkin sex! <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it on, squishing pumpkins, squishing good, yeah. yeah, smashing pumpkins, smashing. What do you call those little things in the flowers? Uh, starts with a P. Smashing pistol thing. Yeah, something like that. Pistol. Yeah. Pis- you've smashed them yeah i think yeah yeah pistons and stuff um she then realizes that warrior girl isn't looking at the pumpkins she's observing perry um and offers perry her knife and when she goes to take it she is then um distracted by eric who catches her eye in the dream and then warrior girl takes her knife back and she puts it in the sheath and walk like that's the end of the dream so hmm, interest 
she being distracted by Eric. Yes, mm. interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. All right. It's the Friday seminar, and every person there is looking at Perry as the girl who tripped over a dead body. Cool, 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 cool. As you would, as you would. <laughs> so Shauncey needs to take her baby to St. Ignace and ask if Perry wants to come. She needs to grab those baskets, this little errand that Perry needs to run. So she asks from the tribal council because she's not there anymore. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. That's where she had them. So she's, she asks if they can run a little errand first, and Shauncey agrees. Obviously. Perry's mind, yeah. I mean, she, she's like a great girlfriends. Friend. Yeah, yeah, she's the best. I actually love their little friendship. It's very cute. Me too. Um, so Perry's mind drifts off. She's thinking about Lockhart and who the woman could have been that both him and Grant wanted. Karen, K A C A R O N. I'm. It's just it seems like Karen to me. It's. Um, I think it's yes. Karen. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Karen and Lockhart were married and she left 20 years ago and Lockhart mentioned waiting 10 years to get back at Grant. So she's like, that math doesn't really check out. Like, who could this woman be? And why is what Lockhart did a way to get back at his rival anyway? And will Chief Manitou destroy the relationship between the tribe and the college because of the public humiliation? There's like a lot going on. But I'm still very curious about the Lockhart Grant, like what? That doesn't even Connection. make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, why mm-hmm. would he? Why would he not give the collection to the college to get back at Grant? Like, what is? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that even come back mm-hmm. on Grant? Like, why does that? Mm-hmm. Why would that make Grant look bad? I don't know mm-hmm. what the like payback would have been for that. But anyway, so Perry is back on Team Misfit Toys now for real. And Pauline says they will be investigating Grant's murder for their final project. Interesting. They interview all the interns, and every single person heard Donis tell Grant that she will end him. So they have sex. Perry retrieves the baskets and the notes that she printed, which say, very sweet, this basket found its way back to you. May it bring only good memories. Very sweet. Perry. I know she's got a good heart. Chauncey wants to interview Perry about the Lockhart event, but Perry says no. She compares the baby in the back seat that they're driving to St. Ignace like a ceremonial fire. Um, only good things to be said around her, which we learned in Firekeeper's Daughter. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I really loved that. I thought that was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like treat the baby mm-hmm. like I mean, it just seemed like such common sense, but also just, like, really considerate. Like, yes, yeah. On the drive back, so she drops the baby off, and there's, like, a whole thing. On the drive back, Perry asks Shaughnessy to check out teepees and trinkets for security systems. Mm -hmm. She asks her to pray for the ceremonial pipe and the moccasins, um, telling them that they haven't forgotten them. And it's very sweet. And Shaughnessy's like, obviously, I'll do that. Like, come Mm -hmm. on now. I'll be. Yeah. Um, Perry's wondering could the person that Lockhart was trying to spike Grant over be Claire but that doesn't make sense because he gave the collection to Claire essentially right mm. interesting thought though Perry is what I wrote Chauncey reports that there is one camera in there 
But that's it. She thanks Perry for going with her because leaving her baby gutted her and they have a cute little moment together and that's sweet. When Perry gets home, she knows something is wrong immediately. Her family is crying. Donis has been arrested for the murder of Grant Edwards. Ah, fuck. That's what I wrote. Oh, shoot. Gosh, damn it. Gosh, darn it. Damn it. Well, gosh, darn darn it. Darmit. Oh, it. Okay. So, TJ drop it, drops Wabin off, and Pauline can't hide her gold star achiever, achiever vibes from him. And she pipes up and says, we interviewed all the interns, and we have a minute-by-minute minute timeline of what's going on. Um, we've color coded the seating chart and then Perry feels like she needs to like add something. So she doesn't seem like the quote unquote slacker. Um, she says this branch right here is my timeline as I followed, um, Lockhart and then lost sight of him until we re met in the parking lot. I have to say Uh, that color coded seating chart really spoke to my heart. I was going to say, this is very Kate vibes. I Kate really vibes all over yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then she explains what happened in the parking lot. Um, TJ, um, and then they tell TJ that they haven't told anybody this yet. Um, and that Donis has told them not to say anything. And then she tells TJ about the puking, laughing, and crying on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um and at this TJ's like make which bye like goodbye, I gotta please. go I gotta go um he's and explains to them that he can't be an impartial um detective in this they turn on the news and of course Donis um being arrested is the top story um and I was just like it's okay no one watches the news anyways don't worry about it pretty much yeah yeah um the prosecutor is acting like she's a quote rich bitch who goes around stabbing people for fun cool love that because um, of donna's tie to grand mary yes and... yes exactly and her mom and her grandfather's yes. name in the um, lake state yes. college and yes yes yeah um and then they end up watching all the rest of the awful news um they get very emotional and then um perry and pauline sit with their dad and they say that dad is safe i want us and then she's thinking that she just wants everybody to stay on sugar island forever which is kind of a callback to the very beginning of the book when Mm -hmm. she told perry she or when she told pauline she was going to stay on sugar island forever forever Okay, it's week seven now. It is Monday, July 21st. It's Perry's first day at Superior Shore shipping and receiving, and her boss is Bucky Noden, who she has known her entire life as Buck Naked, LOL. And he is a relative of Stormy. (laughs) Buck Naked, shit. She asked to leave early to go to Donis's arraignment. The prosecution brought up that everyone had heard her threaten Grant, and they also found a shirt at her house with his blood on it. But Perry's like, that's from when she hugged me. Like, it's, that's what that's from. Ugh. Essentially, Bucky tells 
Perry that she's fine to go later that afternoon. So her mom comes and picks her up and they go to the arraignment. It is what you think it is. There's a lot of people there in support of Donis. A woman stands and says, she killed Grant Edwards. Another stands. This gives me the chills just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Another stands mm-hmm. and says, she did, and that he raped her. Another stands and says the same thing. I'm getting the chills. It's just like the support that Donis mm-hmm. was getting, right? Yes. Yeah. Really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, stop. Like, don't do this mm-hmm. for me. Um, everyone Lee leaves and the judge is hella pissed, but Perry wants Donis to know that she's there for her and that everybody is there for her. Mr. Bailey, who was the man who dropped the glass at the Mackinac Lockhart whole shebang shouts from behind them i stabbed grant edwards in the stomach with my pocket knife he says grant got robin ba which is his daughter hooked on painkillers and his wife was never the same after she passed and now his wife has also passed so he's feeling very lonely and he's blaming grant for this He says, he took everything from me. He tells them how the taxi brought him back after Donis had sent him away in it, and he followed Grant into the meeting room, and the rest is history. So that sucks for him, but fortunately, this is good news for Donis, and she is out and comes over to their house later that evening to pick up Wobbin. She ends up telling them that they arrested Mr. Perry, or Mr. Bailey, Mr. Perry. She ends up telling them they they arrested Mr. Bailey. Perry asks why they went after her, and Donis explains, this is so fucked, that the prosecutor is someone she graduated high school with and that tribal council voted on their enrollment applications at the same time and that she got in and he didn't. So he's held a fucking grudge for 10 years and then takes it out on her. Jeez Louise, man. That's that's so messed up people fucked people are fucked so perry asks if lockhart and grant could have dated the same person 10 years ago donna says yes and mentions sassy aka susan hopkins aka someone we met in firekeeper's daughter on that fucking party bus right Mm -hmm. so who dis who that person Mm -hmm. how they coming back Hmm? Mm -hmm. and then i said oh now it's all coming together Grant wants the college to become a tribal college because of the hockey players that they'd have to recruit, and those girls wouldn't have family around to help them, which is was fucking Grant's target audience. Um, it's really sad, and he is such a fucking predator and an absolute garbage human. Um, and if the school did become a tribal college, it would be part of tribal land. And I wrote, what a fucking garbage man. Mm-hmm. Because Grant is just, I'm real happy he gone. Yes, same. Yeah, because honestly, Mr. Bailey just saved probably hundreds of women from being groomed and abused and raped. So thank you, Mr. Bailey. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Bailey. And honestly, like, it sucks. And it's it's something else even that he admitted to having done it. Like, he's like, I don't have anything else. Like, fuck you. I did this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want Donna to go down for Oh, yeah. Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd is right. Okay. 
It's Friday, July 25th. It's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <Yeah. laughs> it's my birthday. And Is that your also on means a Friday? I don't year? know if it's on a Friday this year, but um that also means then it's obviously Friday seminar day. Whoop whoop. Your birthday's on a Tuesday uh, this year. Womp womp. <laughs> Big womp. Boo. Um, Perry, we find out that Perry had a PG-13 dream about Eric. And she's like thinking about it and blushing while she's there because there's skits going on right now. So she's like daydreaming about her dream, essentially. Um, Pauline then stiffens beside her and we find out that the skit is about power, um, people with more power grooming younger, like younger people or people with less power within positions. And then at this time, during like their little break, Pauline admits to Perry that she believes that's what Chief Manitou was doing to her. Ew, icky, blah, blah, blah. Hate it. Gross. There's a lot of like gross little things like he would always have the fog windows up and like saying the nice things to her like it was professional at first and then it was just not good. He was definitely um, grooming her. Um, He even told Pauline that she was special, which is Barf City. Ick. Um, they, after lunch, go into their meeting room because they need to find out what they're doing for their, um, last final project. Um, when Eric walks in, he gives Perry a little wink. (laughs) Girl. Um, Pauline, um, obviously she's like, okay, listen up. I want to win. Um, because, or at least beat tribal council, team tribal council, because fuck them. And also I'm sure Perry wants to win because she needs the fucking money. So let's go. Pauline then proposes and presents that they should be, um, um, like following up and interviewing and researching more about the black ash baskets. Um, Perry then Lily's in agreement and she wants their research to end up bringing them back in the end to where they belong. <laughs> On the way out, Perry and Eric are holding hands, but Perry needs to go back in. She forgot her bag and literally trips over Claire, which gives her a little flashback to Grant. Oi. Um, she Claire then admits that she's dreading um, and procrastinating going to dinner with her stepdad, a.k.a. This was Lockhart. Weird. This was yes. weird. She was on yes. the floor, first of yes. all. Yes. Which yes. is weird because she's like, I had oh, to I read it a few home. times. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what is weird? This is weird. I'm. Yeah. It's very weird. The whole thing is mm-hmm. very weird. It was bizarre. Um, She, Claire then tells her, her uh, Perry that they always go or have dinner together before every international trip, but they never talk other than that, which is very strange. Um, and also, then we if find you're an out- adult, you don't have to do shit like that. I would no, just say you're no. Done. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no. Like, I'm not Sorry, interested. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. busy. I'm um, actually, I'm washing my hair that day, so <laughs> yeah. Sorry. 
sorry it's gonna take a long time um but then we find out we get this little tidbit that he always leaves for his international trips right after dinner and he's usually gone for weeks at a time (laughs) um on her way out webb stops her and tells her that there's been a memo issued to tribal council and that lockhart's collection has no records of any of the items that he's donating which aka means they're culturally unidentifiable which we all know that means that it can't be repatriated back to sugar island what the fuck mate like wtf mate like that's awful but that goes right in line with perry's Mm -hmm. hunch that mr Mm -hmm. lockhart is just being a fucking pirate (laughs) yes exactly exactly um she channels all of her information from that she learned from cooper and she's saying that telling weber like web that because he doesn't know what all of this means. She explains to him that essentially they're holding it hostage and she thinks that he's dug up all of his property to find all of these, what he calls artifacts, but what are their cultural um, funerary items. Um, um, Essentially, they're using every tactic to deny and delay their indigenous tribe and people. Um, obviously she's so mad and her instinct is just wanting to steal or repatriate everything from Dr. Fenton's office and Webb then tells her that he believes Perry, which is huge. That's awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you, Webb, for being a, a decent role model for somebody like mm-hmm. i'm hoping that he doesn't turn out to be bad he seems like a really good person but the cynic in me i'm always like but what if imagine he's like he's like fuck. making the whole heist like he's setting her up or something oh god fuck fuck, fuck it's fuck. not gonna happen web's good okay web's good. Okay. Web's good. okay i think we'd know yes. by now if he was bad i i hope i hope so i hope so i hope so so then they start talking in code which is awesome and um, Webb tells her that he he's heard of a lot of great fishing spots in the south on the south um, end of the island um, in reference to her independent study. So, yeah, they're speaking in code um, and that he'd enjoy any of her stories that she finds if she does end up going fishing there. Um then after that interaction she's wondering why Lockhart is even going on this trip and then she realized that obviously all of the foreign items are not subject to the law um Eric and Perry are like having dinner together and it's really cute this is afterwards um but then Perry does a really mature sweet thing and she says to him and communicates exactly what's going to happen um that i'm quote going to do something that you can't be a part of so she loves him but she knows she has to distance him distance him for for this um and then we um perry then tells us that tonight when she dreams about warrior girl she's going to accept her knife she's ready to fight love that yes. for perry yes. yes girl yes 
Okay, it's Sunday, Sunday, July 27th. Your birthday's over. Sorry. Oh, mama. <laughs> so, mom, just to just to clarify, I know we've all read it, but the south end where the fishing spots are is Lockhart's land. Yes, yes, sorry. Ah! Yes. So, mom and Pauline go shopping. Pops is running his errand, and Perry is going to take Lucas's truck and go explore some land. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. She gone fishing. She gone fishing. Yes, she is. Um, except while she's waiting to be sure that Pops is gone, Shauncey pulls into the driveway. She says her babe is being fussy, so she's taking the baby for a drive. Perry asks if she wants to go check out Lockhart's land, and Shauncey's like, hell yeah. She says to bring the doggo even. Obviously, yes. That's yes. a good friend who's like, bring your dog. Get in. That's a good friend. Get in. We're going exploring. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. So Perry has binoculars and she lets Elvis off of his leash. Her excuse if they get caught is that she's bird watching and chasing after a naughty, naughty dog. Perfect (laughs) cover. I love love it. So the land used to belong to the Noden family, but they started selling it off when they needed to when times got tough. And then Lockhart's dad started collecting all of the land like the Monopoly man. And now Lockhart has it all. So cool. You know, just just cool. Chauncey mm-hmm. tells Perry she's going to do accelerated learning and that Perry should do it too. She kind of explains it all. She's like, you could be at school with your boyfriend. And Perry tells her that she broke up with Eric on Friday because, quote, my hypothetical reconnaissance isn't hypothetical and that no one can be involved. Chauncey tells her that she'll have to take out the electrical line to disable the security system. She spots the generator and tells her that we'll take that the generator will take over for a day or two. She says she can borrow her dad's drone or maybe Lucas has access to one at his position um, and then they can check it out further. Lucas and Pauline could work on it, mapping the property together because this is Chauncey saying it'll give them a good excuse to spend time together. I fucking knew it. I Mm, called it. She called it. She called it. She called it. (laughs) I told it. I called sneaky it. Sneaky snags. Sneaky snags. I knew it. I knew it. Um. So Perry imagines pulling off a heist in those woods, bringing back and singing to their ancestors. We're into week eight of the internship. Cool. And we're getting to the end. We're getting there. Um. The newspaper headline that day, because she brings coffee in the newspaper to her new boss, a.k.a. Buck Naked. <laughs> okay Um, uncle bucky (laughs) uncle bucky um the newspaper headline that day reads that the locker donation date has been announced and that's on october 13th and the irony is not lost on um, perry because that is also columbus day of course um there was a really powerful moment when Perry was remembering a red dress day, which is um, a day for missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and two spirit. Um, and then we find out that she has a plan for the day. She's going to take Lucas's truck and repatriate the ceremonial pipe from teepees and trinkets, and she's going to get ninja suited up. 
with her old wetsuit, which is awesome. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then she also is like, also on the topic of Luke, Lucas, like, ew, as if Pauline and Lucas are together. But um, she then, after she takes Lucas's truck, uh, she then helps herself to Donis's truck and then heads to the store while they are not open and enters through the window. That's all it is. It's it's nothing. It's not no big deal. Yeah, just it's just not to get in there. Just no big deal. Um, but when she gets That's in, she's window shopping. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Technically. Technically. Yeah, yeah. That's all she's doing. Um, but when she gets in there, she is a bit devastated. Well, not a bit. She is devastated that there's nothing in the case. Obviously upset. Her mind starts running and then she's just like, okay, stick to the pipe and the moccasins and then leave. That's all I can do. I need the ceremony pipe and the family moccasins. But when she gets to the museum room, it is completely empty. and She's too late, which is awful. Obviously, on her way back home, she is full of anger. And once she's back on Sugar Island, she decides to head south instead of back home. She starts, she ends up, she just happens to end up at Frank Lockhart's property. And she starts first at his boathouse nothing then she goes to the barn nothing it's just all of his fancy rich things in these buildings and then she heads to the silo which gets her wondering he's not a farmer why does he need a silo good point there's a ladder she's like should i climb it in a thunderstorm yep better just climb it in a thunderstorm (laughs) yeah um she gets to the top of the ladder and it happened the door that's up there happens to be unlocked like no one's put the padlock together and then once she's opened the door lightning reveals what's inside the silo and perry screams inside are at least 40 ancestors hanging like photos in casket like shadow boxes they're his treasures. What the fuck? <sighs> of course, Perry is horrified, but then I'm it, horrified. I am horrified. <laughs> Everybody should be horrified. Um, then of course, Perry being Perry, she introduces herself to her ancestors in Ojibwe Moen. And these are actually her ancestors from the yes. island. Yes, that he's likely dug up on his property and then like wired together i can't it's too it's too much it's i'm sick it's disgusting Mm -hmm. not cool not cool at all Mm -mm. so that's what the man needs the silo for perry wakes up with pauline holding her she came home and was inconsolable elvis's fart is so bad though that it forces (laughs) perry out of bed which sounds like she kind of needed um, so she showers. She is Saved covered by in- the fart. Yeah. <laughs> Saved by the fart. <laughs> um, she's covered in bruises and she even has one on her face. Pauline helps her to cover the bruise with her hair, and Perry calls her out on the small patch of missing hair behind her ear that she picked at. She admits she has how do you say this? Trictillomania? Trictotillomania. Trictotillomania. Thank you. 
Um, and she also asks, Perry also asks Pauline if she's sneaky snagging Lucas. Her response is, so what if I am? Oh! oh. 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 Dang! It, that's, I'd say that's about it. Dang, yeah, Pauline. <laughs> yes. Dang, Pauline. Back at it again with the sneaky shag. Back at it again with the sneaky shag. So she's having a really hard time concentrating and she can't stop thinking about her ancestors in the silo. No shit. Um, She knows Lockhart is off meeting with private museums. He's been gone for a week and she has maybe one or two weeks left to retrieve her ancestors. Essentially, he's probably going to sell these if she doesn't go and reclaim them, right? The seminar breaks off into group projects and Perry says she needs help and that Eric should leave the room. He knows what this means. She says Shanti should leave too. And Shanti's like, hell no. Some battles are worth fighting. Like yes. Solid. Yes. Perry tells them that Lockhart has at least 40 ancestors stored on his property and that he can sell them to private collections in foreign museums, but that she wants to reclaim them. Pauline asks why she doesn't tip off the FBI or the media. Perry explains that the man about the man in Indiana, who they called the real-life Indiana Jones, and how the FBI are tied up there with that guy, still going through all his stuff, trying to figure out what's going on. So it's like the resources are spread too thin for this type of issue. Um, Lucas, Shanti, and Pauline are all in. Eric comes in and apologizes that he can't be involved. He tells her she doesn't understand everything. He... He's the one that printed off the turtle shaker listing, knew it, um, and ended up on the dark web, which he's not supposed to be on, but he was there because he was looking for Perry. He says, it's not because I don't want to do it. It's because I'd want to help you do anything you ask. Stop. 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 It's too much. So Webb passes Perry and asks if she's had any good fishing lately. She says yes, and she catches him with, and she catches up with him. She explains what she's found and where. He asks what size vehicle they would need to transport them to a safe place. She says a medium-sized moving van because no one gets left behind, which I fucking love about Perry. She is that, like, no one left behind kind of gal. I love mm-hmm. it. It's giving me the chills just thinking mm-hmm. about that. He tells her that he will help figure this out and that she doesn't need to do it all on her own. And I just thought that was so sweet. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I've got a quote here that I think kind of summarizes what's happening um, from Perry's perspective. She says, there are times, not just when I'm dreaming, when it's as if the warrior girl is with me as well. Maybe I'm imagining it. The idea that she is a part of everything that is happening. I just like that. that. Quote. I wrote it down too because I was like obsessed with it. Shauncey asks Perry if she wants to come along to pick up Washke in St. Ignace, her little BB. Her BB. Of course she does. She, of course she baby. does. Baby. It's just a baby. <laughs> um, Shauncey explains that she had a cultural dream about perry where she was kicking some guy's ass and then she had to stitch him up which then prompts perry to say how is that a cultural dream 
I stitched them up with a number 13 beading needle, obviously. Like, hello. (laughs) I love them so much. Oh, my God. I love this book. And then um, Shauncey then is like, P.S. Solved your electricity slash security problem. My uncle Jimmy works for the electrical company. um, And we're going to need him on our team but also one more member, and that's going to be Mother Nature. So during the next big storm, he's going to fall a tree onto the main power line at Lockhart's, um, and then he's going to put the work order to fix his at the very back of the pile. Um, This will give you about four days until, like, restoration. Shauncey coming through! Shauncey, She's like... (laughs) I scoped out the place with my dad's drone and I know the make and model of the generator. So you're going to have 24 to 48 hours before the generator runs out. And then you'll want to use eight hours about for any battery backups. So after the storm, you're going to wait 60 hours and then you'll have a 12 hour window to get what you need to get done because Shauncey <gasps> isn't part of chills. that. Right. So, um, Perry had decided to sit with the BB in the back, and she whispers to her that your mama is a genius. Mama is a genius. (laughs) Yes. When she gets home, she can hear um, familiar voices of mom, pop, and Stormy. And she knows that there has been a smudge and that they're speaking of her ancestors. And she's like, shit, shit, shit. Did they find out? Fuck, fuck, fuck. But when she walks in, mom is calm. And Stormy is telling them about the the ancestor spirit and how they are all very uneasy in the next world because their physical gifts back to Mother Nature have been desecrated. Ugh. God, my heart. Okay. Sorry. I'm like crying. (laughs) My tears. My eyes are welling up. Okay. Um, she is just thankful. Perry is just thankful that they are not the only ones trying to help their ancestors. Um, there are different, we find out that there are different burial ceremonies for each tribe and they don't know what is the appropriate one for theirs. Um, and Stormy suggests that perhaps an an answer will come from the ancestors and that Stormy will pray with the ancestors and listen to what they tell him when they actually have an ancestor back on Sugar Island. Uh, I'm crying. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, so um, Stormy stays for Sunday dinner, and Perry also invites Lucas because she needs to know what's going on. Mm. Stormy and Perry are out in the garden, and she makes an offer to him to keep a secret. And she tells them that there are secret or there are stolen ancestors nearby, and what they need to do, and asking about like um ceremonial and like appropriate ways to um bring them into the next life and he informs her that um they will need an elder because they Perry Pauline and Chauncey um can't prepare any babies because they are in childbearing years so they will need to have elders involved 
she explains that there are about 40 ancestors that have been stolen and she's hoping to recover them in the next two to four weeks. Um, and then she realizes that she's asked too much of him and she's wondering if she is risking his freedom. Um, but she knows that Stormy is her ally. Um, at dinner, Perry is observing Lucas and she can see that he loves Pauline. Then she's angry at Pauline because she knows that he, she is going to break his heart. And she's mad where you, she would used to like make a jab at Pauline. She keeps that in for a change. And then she says that she wants to be the version of me from the beginning of the summer with no worries. <sighs> she's yeah. got a lot on her shoulders. That really yes. made me think like, anyways, that it really made yes. me think. Okay. After dinner, um, she fills Pauline and Lucas on about the 12 in on the 12 hour window that they have. Um, Pauline says that she's got burner phones all set up. Of course she does. Um, And that Perry is going to be the only one who knows the entire plan so that she can minimize risk for everybody else. Um, She tells them Perry and Lucas, their parts of the plan um, and prepares them for what they are going to see and that they are going to need to comfort their ancestors, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. But we're going to need to recruit two to three elders. And she asks Lucas if Granny June will be involved and if she would be able to handle it. Obviously, because they need to prepare the babies, mm-hmm. um, which is heartbreaking. Um she wonders if Annie June can, or Granny June can't tell anybody. And then he also suggests maybe Minnie, even though she's the grandmother of um, the chief and police and et cetera. But they know that Gr- Minnie and Granny June hel- hold each other accountable on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pauline asks, they can text though, right? Like, we need to know. Lucas then tells us that, oh, yes. <laughs> Minnie knows how to um, text because she sexts with visuals to the boy she's the man she's sleeping with right now. <laughs> Everybody's cringing, but Perry's like, yes, get it, Minnie Mustang. Love that for you. <laughs> um, Lucas is in oh charge of elder recruitment and acquiring a boat with no GPS Um, And Pauline is in charge of getting ski masks and leather gloves and to know which cops will be working. And then she warns them, P.S. No electronics. We got to leave them all behind. And as they're leaving, she feels like somebody is watching them. She can hear like movement in the bushes. And then she looks over and it's stormy and he's heard everything. Eep. What's his role going to be? He's going to do something important. Mm. Something's going to happen and he's going to be the one who has to like lie to cover for them and they're going to believe him because he's like so integral and he's going to be like, it was against my morals, but important for what you're doing. I just know it. I just know it. Oof. (laughs) Oof. Okay. Week nine. So the last quarter of the book is week 10 is all week 10. Oh my god. Holy okay. shit. Week nine, Monday, August 4th. 
Perry is stoked that Uncle Bucky's morning bathroom routine is on schedule. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so she goes to check out the fleet of moving vans that are at the shipping and receiving. She's looking at all the vehicles and deciding which one she could actually drive. And she's wondering if it's big enough. Um, quote, she says, what terrifies me is the thought of having any relative left behind. She knows they can't risk doing multiple trips. So she's like really trying to strategize this van. Um aspect of the plan she realizes that the one truck she is looking at has a complicated gear shift and bucky interrupts her truck scoping um she's thinking on her feet and she says she's just wondering when she gets to run errands with one of these pretty girls (laughs) when can i saddle up on this one oh my god um just like eric had been doing bucky asks if she has her cdl which is commercial commercial driver's license she needs to be 18 for the license. She's like, obviously, I don't have my CDL. You fucking duh. You know how old I am. But then she's like, wait, Eric does. has his CDL? Um, excuse me? So Webb shows up on Perry's lunch break and makes a subtle nod for him to meet her in the stairwell. Um, she tells him that shipping and receiving has a truck she thinks will work. And now she just needs to figure out where the keys are kept. Webb says, now they need someone to drive it. He's like, hey, could Eric do it? Perry says, Eric can't be involved. And Eric's like, why? And she's like, this is not my story to tell. No, Eric. Like, he just can't Absolutely be not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And Webb says, guess I'll have to figure out a solution. And I wrote, damn right, Webb. <laughs> yes, you will. Fuck yes. So? <laughs> That's not. Oh my what do you think's gonna happen? When's the next storm gonna be? Oh, oh. Um. Obviously, they're gonna run into some sort of snag. I feel obviously, but like Stormy's also, gonna come Eric's gonna. Come yes, through. yes. Oh, is Donis gonna show back up? You can't tell Donis anything. That's she's been. Ta- that's the main thing that Perry has been saying. Do not involve Auntie. Do not. Is someone going to slip? Like Granny June? Oh, I'm excited that they might be involved. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I guess. I'm still wondering about Warrior Girl, though. Yeah. Like the OG Warrior Mm -hmm. Girl. Yeah. I'm... Well, most of all, I just want them to all feel complete with mm-hmm. their ancestors obviously mm-hmm. but i'm excited for the as um angeline would say the laura croft aspect of it yes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right well oh should we announce our next book so for june we're gonna be reading meet me at the lake by carly Hmm. there's a little hometown for us yeah just so you know it takes place in our hometown (laughs) i love that yeah i think it's a little bit of romance which will be like fun and something Mm -hmm. new and different and it's a canadian author which is also exciting yes should we see them next week catch you next week maybe see you on the flip side see you next week see you next week
Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.